0: You're listening to the OKC 82 podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077, the Franchise Podcast Network. Now, the Franchise NBA Insider Show. Jerry Ramsey and John Hamm break down the NBA and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Stats, analysis, and opinions from the peak to the locker room the road no one has you covered like the franchise nba insiders
1: oh my goodness welcome to the franchise under insider show wake up yeah get up doing my god i don't know if you've been under a bubble or not yes the oklahoma city thunder have not touched a basketball in over a month now But man, oh man, oh man, what a week. What a week. The NBA draft was Thursday. And I would like to, um, and and you guys, John Hamm, you can calm me down on this. Bertie Trantham, you can calm me down. Madison Morris, even you can calm me down on this. But I would tell you that Thursday for the Oklahoma City Thunder, all hell broke loose. They were drafting people that played basketball. And the Oklahoma City Thunder said, nope, we're not going to. We're going to draft a dude who has not played basketball in a year. He took an internship at the uh, New Balance, which, by the way, the really fantastic shoe that is New Balance. Just asked their two biggest uh, stars, Kawhi Leonard and me, love New Balances. <laughs> John, um, I obviously have been very critical of this pick for the couple of days that we've had this. It hasn't cooled down yet. I haven't boiled over yet. And I'm sorry, I'm a little hyped, because last night I went to Weird Al, so I'm turned up to
2: 11. Oh, man. So, So. (laughs) uh, did did you do, I think I'm a clone now? (laughs) He did not. Oh, man.
1: Uh, But, John Hamm, I keep asking people to talk me off this ledge, no one's done it yet.
2: I mean, look, I completely understand. I feel like we talked about this on draft night, this felt like a plan B, I think, or maybe even plan C. Maybe they did... Want uh, to make a trade?
1: Prep, uh, preparation H is actually <laughs> from Austin Powers. Matt Burton used that one yesterday. Yes, preparation His preparations H and G were a complete failure. Did not work. Yeah, it was preparation H.
2: Yeah, so uh, I, you know maybe making a trade was uh, the first preferable route uh, when nothing came around that made sense. Okay, well, there there were some shooters in this draft. I've heard, I don't know if you've heard, but some people wanted OKC to draft a shooter because obviously there's 500 in every draft. But anyway, um, and then the ones that, you know, were available that people thought might fall to OKC went way early in the draft.
1: Phoenix, go get yourself one. Phoenix with your Cam Johnson pick.
2: <laughs> as soon as those guys came off the board, then we saw the Woj tweet, hey, OKC's trying to trade back. So it was at that moment. I think, we, I think we can identify who they were looking at in the draft. It was those three guys, Cam Johnson, P.J. Washington, Tyler Hero, that they were interested in. And when those guys came off the board, boom, we're going to try to get this kid and fall back. I don't know. I uh, They could have got someone maybe that was more immediate help. I, I don't disagree with that. Um, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> this is but, where you
1: argue with me, John, and you're not arguing with no, me. No,
2: I mean, look, I, I understand. This is the way the team's always going to operate. They're going go to the, go for the guy with the highest ceiling. And you can call it, they go for the uber-athletic guy that can't shoot, whatever you want to call it. They're going to go for the guy with the highest ceiling. And, you know, we have no idea what Baisley's going to be yet. But he has more room to grow in his game than a Brandon Clark or a Grant Williams.
1: You said Uber Athletic. All I know is last year he probably Ubered some of the uh, guys from New Balance around. For a million because was, bucks. Because he was an intern.
2: I will Uber. I've got a Honda Pilot. <laughs> I'll, I I can take several people around for a million dollars a year.
1: Brady Trantham, John, and I went home because uh, AARP says that we have to be at home by 1030 to <laughs> go to sleep on Thursday. You and your running pal in there, Madison Morris, got to hang out uh, with Sam Presti uh <laughs> confetti was there confetti balloons was there a cake uh how did they present uh the Voldemort of pigs here the man who has no name I'm gonna say it for the first time in the show Darius Basley.
3: well the tone was set um even before Sam Presti walked into the media room because typically on draft night um, the press conference um, includes Sam Presti and Will Dawkins, their vice president of identification and intelligence. He's essentially their lead scout, and uh, of course, he's there to prov- he's there to help provide insight and intelligence on whoever the Thunder drafted that particular evening. And because the Thunder only made one draft pick, a draft pick that they had to trade for. And that trade will not be official for July. About a few minutes, five minutes before Sam walked in, uh, the communication staff walked in and we're like, yeah, we just need one chair and one microphone. And we all, we all knew at that point, yep, we're not going to hear one little thing about Darius Baisley. Um, and that's exactly what Sam Pressy did. He sat down and said, sorry guys, can't talk about Darius Baisley tonight. Well, he didn't say him by name
1: um,
3: because you don't want to get a fine or whatever happens if you talk about a player that you, uh, traded for, um, yeah, look, you can, you can have both of these opinions at the same time and you, and they can work. You can like the pick for down the road because the potential is there. The talent is there. There's no debating that he was a five-star athlete, um highly touted out of high school, was going to go to Syracuse and McDonald's All-American. The talent is there. And when you watch what clips exist of him, you you kind of come away going like, "Hey, I mean that's that's a nice pick. He just turned 19. The Thunder have a nice little at the very least they're going to have a very interesting summer league team and a very interesting G League team. You can also say, "Wow, Your guys in Russell Westbrook and Paul George are 29 and 30 years old or are going to be 30 and 31. Russell Westbrook, um, I guess, at the very least, had a bad year. Maybe he bounces back with his shooting, his mid-range jumper, free throws and all that. Maybe he bounces back. But if he doesn't, that closes that window just ever so slightly more. And to start off your offseason, essentially, you draft a guy who will not help you. At the very best, he gives you a Terrence Ferguson rookie year. And does anybody remember any game that Terrence Ferguson helped the Thunder win that year? Anybody says that Lakers game? That yeah, game was That game was Laker over. Game. Yes, that the
1: twenty-five point Laker game. That
3: game was already over. That yeah, was because that's put why the night Terrence it. Ferguson played
1: that night because the game was already over. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, you can you can have both opinions. So, all three of us, and then, and Amanda said, I really haven't gotten your opinion on this, and I'm, I apologize about that. Hey, set, it's all good. Set the tone for the set the tone in the room. Like, uh, what was going on in the room whenever you walked in? What, did you get a feeling that uh, it was going to be a you know, disappointing at best? press conference?
4: Well I mean kind of because uh, us walking in there I feel like last year it was at least a little bit more chipper in there just because it was more optimism about what was to come just because there was a lot of talk still going on this year was totally different just because uh, we, I walked in later because I was helping you guys produce that show but um, yeah it was just I, I don't know we walked in and Brady it was me Brady and Chisholm and there weren't. I felt like there weren't as many people there. Maybe just, like, people weren't as interested this year. There wasn't uh, a lot of media coverage like there had been in the past years. I mean, you kind of saw, like, the people that you were used to seeing all throughout the season. But there wasn't any type of, like, I, I don't know. There wasn't any type of buzz like there has been in the past. So, I don't know. I don't want to say people were disappointed about this. But I think they were kind of like, well, this is not at all what we were expecting this organization to do. So, how do we even react to this? I think people were still uh in the process of digesting it and processing what had just happened and yeah I <laughs> sounds know.
1: like grief counseling uh yeah, it kinda but now okay now that we've all kind of the four of us have set the tone on how we feel about the pick without just coming out and saying it was a bad pick which i will i'll say it was an embarrassing pick i don't have a problem with that uh and, and but let's let's go from there where i say that okay tell us about the kid i mean Uh, whenever you look at him, supposedly they think that he's going to be able to handle the ball, make some playmaking. That was some of the surprise in the uh, combine is that he was more of a playmaker than they thought. Um, I have different reports on whether he was a shooter or not a shooter, uh, which Oklahoma city thunder, whenever they pick anybody, you can you know, they can always say, uh, you can teach shooting. I mean they don't say it straight, but they basically say, Hey, we're gonna bring this kid in and make him a shooter, kinda of like they have with Ferguson and Grant and yeah. what have you. Um, what you've seen of the kid, and I know you've scounged as much as anybody else has scrounged around for footage as much as anybody else has. What is he? What can he be? He's left handed. Ah, <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, that, other
1: that is yeah. what he is. Okay, nice. Yeah. Uh,
2: against against the other guys in that uh, in that church gym, he looked okay. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, I I don't pull a lot from from that little video that we saw. Nor am I going to draw grand conclusions from it because the people making these decisions saw him. On the Combines, they saw him in workouts. They saw a whole lot more of him than we could ever find on the Internet. So I'm just not going to draw a whole lot there. What I'm going to draw is from some of the reports out there. And so Jonathan Gavoni from ESPN, uh, said he had a terrific pre-draft process. And this was, by the way, this was his mock draft. This wasn't after the fact. This isn't sunshine and lollipops afterwards trying to suck up to someone. This, this is about is, a
1: week before trying to figure out some stuff out, putting as, as good as he can before the stuff comes out. Absolutely. Gotcha. This okay. is
2: when this is when he said the Spurs are going to take him at 29. Uh, terrific pre-draft process, demonstrated an improved frame, more consistent shooting stroke, and a polished and refined skill set, you would expect you uh, then you would expect to find, considering his age, which is he just turned 19, and the fact that he sat out the season. So he's a multi-positional defender who can handle the ball in spurts and make an open shot. So that was that was Gavoni, Sam Vecini of the Athletic, uh, also. Had the Spurs taking him at 29. uh, Said he has real momentum towards hearing his name called in the first round. Strong workouts with teams. They believe in his combination of athleticism and shooting ability. So he may not have it yet, but they believe in it. So, you know, those are some of the things. that That is what other teams were noticing. And then Steve Kyler from Basketball Insiders thought he would have gone much higher. If he had gone one year at Syracuse, he's probably in the lottery. So that's sort of the buzz that sort of culminated in that draft selection.
1: 107.7, the franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Trust me, we'll get into plenty of this, breaking this down. Uh, The Thunders only move on draft day. But when we get back, uh, we have the luxury of doing this on the – the Franchise Thunder Insider Show. We're going to look and uh, look at how the NBA landscape changed with other players that got drafted and uh, talk about that. We'll get into plenty of other stuff with the Thunder. How's the health of Paul George? Uh, how's the health of Andre Robertson? That was asked of Sam Presti. All kind of other stuff. Plus, Russ getting live up in Paris, but he's not the former Thunder that impressed me the most. We'll talk about that when we get back.
0: More OU football, more Thunder basketball, and more fun. Listen to 1077 The Franchise.
1: 1077 The Franchise, 1079 in Tulsa. John Hamm, Brittany Trenton, Madison Morris, Jerry Ramsey. Franchise Thunder Insiders. All right, Oklahoma City wasn't the only team that uh, picked somebody at 23. Believe it or not, there are other teams out there that changed the lives of many. I, I like the idea. I really do like the idea. I think it was Desmond uh, who said this. It's just like, you know, those guys go from being, uh, you know, young college athletes to millionaires in a matter of seconds. It's just that, that name, nice. that name, right? You walk up to the stage and Wait, next except, you know?
3: except for the kentucky and the duke guys and the unc <laughs> guys they're already
1: like established millionaires. <laughs> oh, no, uh, i i'm sorry and our own right <laughs> our, our
2: own guy was it yeah. oh of course yeah. yeah
4: the million a year for yeah. being a new balance what
2: but i mean look you only get like 600 grand after taxes that's so. a hell
1: of a point john yeah ah. and then oh, too wow. do you really want to make it all liquid no yeah i mean invest right put some away I liquid money you. Yeah, liquid money, that's the yeah. money. Go to your wallet, which I know you probably don't have any in there, but if you pulled out a bill, that's your liquid money. Liquid money. Yes, <laughs> there we go. Is that like the currency fish use? I feel like uh, what, the kid from uh, Cleveland last year in Hard Knocks. Do you want me to start telling you financial advice? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'd be a millionaire uh, in, in three months. Anyway, uh, so let's go right away. New Orleans, right? The, the NBA gods allowed them To turn around really quick in a horrible situation they were in last year, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, complete, just like a complete reset. Not only just getting the number one overall pick and defying the odds, uh, but changing over the front office. You have uh, Gail Benson, the 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 wife of the late owner sort of taking over and, and changing up things and new training staff coming in. And yeah, it's basically a clean slate for David Griffin to work with. And it would have been nice if Anthony Davis wanted to stick around and be a part of that, but he didn't. So instead they cashed him in for 84 draft picks from the Lakers <laughs> and, through, through
1: 2025 where you know just yeah,
2: ridiculous. Right. Um, and, and started to build this base and they were, they were, active again throughout the draft night uh they've cleared up some cap room they got rid of all of their bad contracts uh and again it's just sort of like a nice blank palette to work with and you've got some of the nicest paintbrushes to work with here
1: yeah and and so young uh and then the one constant uh the one constant veteran they have in drew holiday uh i've gone on record saying if they could move this kid wouldn't they move this guy i mean it's a lot of money it is that is kind of their sore thumb, and I'm not saying he's not—he's not he's, he's probably a potential all-star to be honest with you. Uh, two-way player, great offensively, defensively, and what have you. But I just don't see where he fits with the youth movement that they have going there. It's just so dominant at that spot. Am I wrong?
2: Well, but he's the one adult they're going to have in the room, basically. You know, and, and I include Lonzo Ball as part of that. <laughs> okay, so um, no, but if if you look at a potential backcourt of Lonzo Ball and Drew Holiday. I mean, my goodness. Good luck getting the ball up court. No, absolutely. Okay, that's a great start to work with. Uh, and then if you have Drew Holiday, who's happy in New Orleans, is is content there, and is willing to go through this rebuild, and have him to work with Brandon Ingram and work with Zion Williamson. And uh, oh gosh, who was that? Jackson Hayes? Was that the who they finally drafted? The the, the, big the Texas man? kid. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I think I think having that is valuable. You don't always want to turn your team into a bunch of twenty year olds and let them all figure it out. As you know, Jerry, you gotta have an adult in the room.
1: Well, sometimes the adult in the room doesn't help. Uh, you look at New Orleans though, and uh, one of our favorite teams that we followed last year, the Atlanta Hawks for obvious reasons, with Trey Young. Who was their adult? Vince, you know, Vince Carter?
2: No, he was a grandpa. So
1: yeah. <laughs> and, and that's kind of my point whenever I, t- I talk about this, Brady, is that New Orleans, uh, Drew Holiday is a very expensive and uh, just interesting placed veteran. I thought that Atlanta Hawks, with their veteran, the guy coming off the bench and, and what, ha- and I know they had a couple of other ones there, but not you know to the pillar of what Vince Carter was. I mean, do you like what New Orleans is doing right now?
3: I mean, you can't. It's hard to hate it. It's hard to have a problem with it. But the pro, the thing that I always worry about and throw caution towards uh, when you talk about young teams with a lot of potential is, okay, it's fine to suck for that first year, and maybe you're a little bit average the second year. But if you go past that and you still haven't you know, helped or you haven't made that leap, you losing becomes contagious and when you learn all those losing habits you you can lose that optimistic window so quickly and you can kind of look at the thunder Uh, the thunder they had their terrible year when they got here and then they just exploded onto the scene and had a lot of success in terms of just getting to the playoffs winning 50 games that first year and they built off that momentum at the thunder kevin durant russell westbrook um, had another you 35-40 know, win year that second year in Oklahoma City. Who knows? Who knows what yeah. happens? Just because you, when you lose so much, it becomes contagious. And you've seen that with in any sport, any league, uh, highly talented players that come out of the draft. Uh, they just... They'll go to a bad system, bad team, bad culture, and it uh, kind of falls in the rest of their career. Madison, the Waterworks
1: from uh, Zion, and uh, sweet. Oh, okay, okay. This is why I'm asking you to do this. Because Jerry a has diabetic. a heart of ice. Full disclosure: <laughs> there was a text message, not a tweet, not something public, but a text message to John Hamm explaining how I felt about the Waterworks, and uh, let's just say it was rigid. So
4: I, I was, yeah, that sounds about right.
1: I'm asking you, uh, the most compassionate person on this show. Uh, whenever you saw Zion with the tears, and you saw R.J. Barrett, uh, you know, with the with the, the the sniffles. I mean, it touched your heart.
4: Uh, yes, because kind of what? I, okay, so you both made points on this earlier, which is kind of funny because teams like Duke and UNC, yeah, they've already kind of. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about money right now, but
1: they've like, been in a professional yeah, type situation. Exactly.
4: So I don't know. Like th- these guys, they are younger than even me. And you guys always make fun of my age on the show. Oh my it's God. fine. Someone's I'm a young younger one. than you. Yeah. I, okay. And we're moving on. So, yes, these guys are younger than I am. And they, all of a sudden, in the snap of a finger, their entire lives are about to change. And they are about to come into. A ridiculous amount of money they're about to have all this like fame and recognition but they are just playing the sport that they've been playing their whole life like that's incredible so i didn't blame the waterworks i shoot i watch i watch this draft i watch stuff on uh sports all the time i cry for him i'm very empathetic i like to think <laughs>
2: Very empathetic. Yes. Yeah. Um, I so I watched with all the audio down, and I was barely paying attention. Um, and because anytime that there's like a father son story, it just right there. Yeah. Right there. What
1: father son? Thank God you've carried them all their damn lives. <laughs> they can pick up a check. God you, love them. Well, was it? Was it? Jo- oh, yeah, oh, go I'm ahead,
4: Matt. Sorry, Brady. I was just gonna say, did you see RJ Barrett's dad? He was so excited, like. That is his pride and joy yeah, right yeah. there.
1: I couldn't right hear the there. interview over him going cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> was, By the way,
3: was him, John, John Moran's dad the one who was wearing the Indiana Jones hat? Absolutely, awesome. I loved it. And
1: now that that's is. a dad. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's a dad. Do you know of an American named Rowan? I don't think that exists. And that is such a Canadian name. That's so,
1: uh, true. But uh, I've been watching that, and, and like you said, lives changings in a Thanos snap. Uh, yeah, no, it's absolutely, it's, it's incredible to watch, but a part of me was like, are they not mature enough? to handle the situation yet? <laughs> how how oh, dare man. these 18-year-old kids not be mature? I mean, stay in school another year, bro. We've been telling you for... You had a tracker on ESPN.
2: I'll tell you are going to make some scratch at the end of the season, bro. I mean, here, here's the reality. Men are just too emotional to be put into situations <laughs> uh, like this. That's a hell of a point. Yeah.
1: That, that would not happen with Diana Taurasi. No, absolutely she not. She wouldn't cry. No.
3: Yeah. I highly
4: doubt she did. She's probably like, all right, let's go.
5: <laughs>
3: uh, what was his name? Uh, Kansas her St. Louis's old head coach in the NFL, Dick Vermeil. Yo, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd cry like every oh, five yeah, seconds. Everything, every
2: everything. He would cry. Oh. Did, Rick Majerus is a pretty emotional guy too. R.I.P. By the way. But, yeah, well,
1: yeah, he was emotional. I mean, he saved it all up because he was living in hotels all his life. <laughs> Do you know about the stories of Rick, uh, Rick Majerus? I don't. Utah coach, former St. Louis coach,
5: St. Louis NBA. NBA. Yeah,
1: no, I'm sorry, St. Louis uh, Billikens, uh, whatever where Travis Ford is now. But oh, okay. He would stay in hotels. Like uh, extended stay hotels instead of like renting or buying houses. Yeah. Like no matter how successful Oh, like uh,
3: what's his name from Oklahoma State for that? Oh, dude.
1: that's right. Uh, Houston's, head coach, Houston's right head coach right now. Houston's
3: head coach right now.
1: Oh, damn it. Mr. F- Red Bull. Uh, yeah, Scullet. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Why can't I remember his name?
3: Holgerson. Dana
2: Holgerson.
1: Oh, yeah, because he's he's irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> Except for whenever he beats OU in the first game of the show. Oh! oh,
4: oh, oh it's when hey-o. Houston covers the spread. Hey, yo. That was a hot The
1: date. Football Insider Show. Gotcha. All right. So <laughs> let's go to uh, what's going on with uh, Jared Culver and uh, the the kid from Vanderbilt, Garland, who, by the way, I fell in love with Garland like watching this stuff and going through whatever and look i get it hot take all that good stuff but the poor kid the only thing he's good in is in the pick and roll god he'll never make it in the nba (laughs) Uh, but just to see his decision his shot making uh his willingness to go to the bucket and i know he's going against uh you know sec stuff but there's there's that for kids. four
2: games is is that how many he played last year (laughs) no go ahead Garland was injured most of the year, was he not?
1: I Gosh, John, What he leading up to his selection, blah, blah, blah? The, the, call, well, the, the stuff I saw, and we'll look at that, give me as many games he played, but as much as I saw, he was killing it, though, in, in the thing. And, I'm you know, John, you say that, but at least it was against college-type uh, competition that he's doing this against.
2: It was five games. Okay. Uh, granted, it's five more games than Darius Baisley played. Yes, he did. Fair enough. I didn't hear a lot of hot takes yesterday about how, you know, Cleveland <laughs> took the, the injured kid that played five college games. But anyway.
1: But the hot take with him, though, is who are they matching him up with? Like, who are they putting him in the backcourt with?
2: Yeah, with Colin Sexton. Yeah, like the other point
3: guard. You, and you're already seeing it. Like all the NBA hipsters are saying, no, guys, it's going to work. Like, oh, no, I, I just don't see it yet. Like I will reserve judgment. That's that's as far as I'll go you because had, go I, I don't understand it right now.
1: John, you had a list of like the backcourts, the John Flynn. What is it, Johnny yeah, Flynn? Yeah,
2: Johnny Flynn, Ricky Rubio <laughs> was supposed to be a thing, Um, you know, because you, you want to try both of those other than Steph Curry. You know, whatever you do, if you're in position, <laughs> if you have two shots at Steph Curry – Use them both on someone else, um, but yeah, like I remember Jay Williams and Jamal Crawford was a was a young pair of point guards together. I uh, even Mark Jackson, and Rod Strickland. Remember? I do remember that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and they eventually had to trade Strickland, and then they they traded uh, Jackson as well. Eventually, they just gave up on everything. But it's difficult to have two young point guards that are just coming into the league and saying, "You'll figure it out." i like. will split the minutes.
1: Rod Strickland and Mark <laughs> Jackson. You need two guys to get the ball to Patrick Ewing. Yeah,
2: and much. neither one of
1: them could. That's yeah, right. It's <laughs> awesome. Well,
2: and then when you got it there, ain't getting it back. <laughs> um, the thing that got me, so like, you know, I follow a lot of, you know, basketball, obviously. And, and so Darius Garland is, is called up. And that's a name that's just, you know, whatever. And then they point out that he is the son of Winston Garland. And yeah. I went, oh, my goodness. I watch Winston Garland play professional basketball. I am one of the olds. Yep.
1: Yeah. No, it happened a lot on draft night. Uh, what was it the first kid drafted from uh, that was born in 2000?
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: 2000. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like, like he did not hear Will Smith's Y2K song. <laughs> didn't get it. He, yeah. Didn't. What's the big deal? What's what are you that all about?
1: about? What, are they just get it on the internet and see if it worked.
2: We can we can wild wild west. <laughs> I haven't heard it. So <laughs> Will, Will 2K, I believe it's called.
4: I'm gonna look it up. The yeah. Millennium.
2: Is it the Willinium? Yeah, the Willinium. I remember yeah.
3: being afraid of the Y two K bug. I I was nine, so it wasn't
2: a real bug, Brady. I yeah, just <laughs> spray some lysol. You were fine, <laughs> like a
1: scorpion type looking thing. And then uh, Big Twelve Zone, Jared Culver. Uh, I I don't. What is he? I don't. know. <laughs> he's, I,
2: he's I, taking Andrew Wiggins' job, is what he's doing.
1: I don't know what he is. Is he a, is he a tall <clears throat> two guard? Is he a, a small power forward? Uh, is he a small forward? What is a small forward? I have lots of questions about uh, where he's going to fit in.
2: Yeah, he was one of the, I, I think, sort of sleeper picks. And look, let's let's admit, this was not like loaded with star talent. There might be a lot of really good players here, but it's not like, you know, oh my gosh, there's like eight all-stars in the top 10 here. So, you know, in a normal draft, maybe Culver's more of a late lottery pick, but, you know, you, you select what you got. I don't know. I, I think he's going to be fine as an NBA player at a bare minimum. But it is interesting that you know Minnesota with with new people in charge brought him in. I joked about him taking Andrew Wiggins' job. I suppose they could play together, but I mean they're looking to move Andrew Wiggins. I think so. Um, you know there may be an opportunity for him to step in sooner rather than later.
3: John, he's got to score forty against Oklahoma City before he's even in Andrew Wiggins' stratosphere. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Um, I, I guess with Culver, I was excited about the prospect of Atlanta possibly taking him just just because of like oh yeah, Trey Young. Maybe someday he can be a good, and I'm going to use air quotes, team defender. You know, that thing that Steph Curry gets a lot of credit for. I
1: said (laughs) Marvin Williams. Okay, that's that's, that's right? even That's even better. I said Marvin Williams, number three pick. That what does he ever done? But yeah, he always seems to start for the uh, for the Bobcats. He was a
2: number two pick. I damn, you said the Bobcats, the Bobcats, <laughs> the, the, the Hornets. They're still the Bobcats. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It but,
1: doesn't. You, but Marvin Williams is I yeah. Thought, comparable. Yeah,
3: that's uh, that's probably a little better. Um, but it just made a little sense because if you're going to have that back, if you're going to add Culver to that backcourt, you shore up a little bit of the defensive issues that tran could potentially give you at least going into his second year in the nba maybe he'll become a little maybe he'll be a little bit better down the road but um with how atlanta ended up i kind of like it but with culver i'll just say this i liked him obviously seeing him a lot in the big 12 at texas tech you know probably more so than i would a a guy like darius garland um I'll, i'll just say this he had a really bad title game I put little stock in college basketball prospects because of how they act, because they, of how they perform in March. Because I, I feel like we jump all over the guy who gets hot for three games, or we'll just completely poo-poo on the guy who has a bad tournament or a bad title game. And Culver is what he is. He's he's big. He has the potential to be a pretty good defensive player, you know, early on. And him having a bad shooting performance in the title game does little to change that in my opinion
1: 1077 the franchise 1079 in Tulsa all right we told you about the future of the NBA let's talk about the now whenever we get back we'll talk about what's going on with the health of Paul George we'll talk about what's going on with the health of Andre Robertson all that good stuff plus summer league schedules out uh we'll kind of talk about who we think might be on the summer league what the Thunder might do with them all that good stuff you are listening to The Franchise Thunder Insider Show on 1077 The Franchise, 1079 in
0: Tulsa. No one gets you closer to Sooner Football. Oklahoma's new sound for sports. 1077 The Franchise.
1: 1077 The Franchise, 1079 in Tulsa. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Made a bold choice. How about that? They made a bold choice. Sam Mitchell on NBA television. That's the National Basketball Association. Television. NBA TV. TV. And By the way, they canceled the starters.
2: I know. What
1: do you feel about that? I never watched it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like I'm
3: sure they're lovely people. To be fair, I'm Maybe. usually working when they're on. What are you doing? I'm just saying.
1: I'm usually I always it. feel like that's a negative tint. What? Did they? Okay, then fine. Sit right here. Got your little thing. I don't know if you still take manual notes or... I don't,
3: have, go a, a I don't have a fancy, cool beard. I'm not very hipster, so Say, it's just not my, not my scene.
4: You are hating. Oh, Madison, is this guy hating? Um, I mean, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Did you watch the starters? No, I didn't.
1: Okay. Both you guys take notes. I thought what the starters did was they made uh, and, and Brady kind of said it but in a snooty way uh, they made it a little hip to uh, to watch basketball and be sort of a basketball nerd and they had all the basketball nerds assembled you know they had the international dude
2: <laughs> Lee Ellis the Australian yes, yes. they had the, they're all international by the way
1: was oh, what my from Canada
2: two uh, of them from Canada okay J.E. Skeets his name's Phil Elder what's uh, his last name J.E. Skeets But it was a pen name. It was a pen name because he was blogging and stuff and he didn't want his boss to find out. So Phil used this pen name, uh, which I I don't do that. If my boss catches me, it's.
1: There's a handful of guys out there that are doing that, though, right? Yeah. Yeah uh and then anyway the bearded guy right
2: now he's american
1: so i mean taco tray kirby it may see it made uh it made it a little hip to to watch nba stuff and i look i do want to say this and i will say this in a student way one thing from draft night in the nba uh the big winners nerdy white guys (laughs) holy crap Let's go to this nerdy white guy for the breakdown of what happens here. What do you think about that, nerdy white guy? I agree with you, nerdy white guy. Yep, let's go back to the guy at the desk between the two players, the nerdy white guy.
2: Well, look, that's fine, because then otherwise you got Chauncey Billups comparing these guys to Kawhi Leonard, for Christ's sake.
3: Wait, Is it better than Jalen Rose comparing players to their... Uh, skin-toned or a counterpart oh, in the NBA. You remember that? Yes, Devin I do. Booker. You are—he's
1: like Clay Thompson. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> yes, Aww, no, I, I know, think. and it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it, right there on the edge. So and so is like JJ Reddick. I wonder why. Yes. Now, listen—a show full of nerdy white guys, and I'm sorry, Madison, nerdy, nerdy white girl.
4: Yes. Okay, that's me.
1: Uh I get it. I get it. But this is my gig, and I've been doing this for damn near five years. So I was here before the influx of nerdy white guys, but it's a hard balance between guys like Brady, nerdy white guy. what? <laughs> and right? and a professional athlete to balance out like what the coverage is supposed to be. This is my fight. this is what I live for. <laughs> this, is what, this is what I do all the time. Uh, I'm fighting to try to get that balance of professional athlete. And nerdy white guy. So
3: I didn't know. I didn't know there was a need for balance. There is. Oh,
1: have you? It's
3: called Star Wars.
1: You need balance in the force, bro.
3: Yeah, I okay. needed three prequels
2: to figure <laughs> oh, it out.
1: Oh, don't, don't, don't even. Uh, all right, so let's talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder. In- oh, yeah. oh, oh, go
2: ahead. Yeah, we were talking about Sam Mitchell and we like got sidetracked there. Yes, uh, really, really quick. Yeah, Jerry
3: got triggered because I didn't watch the starters. <laughs> that
2: bothered me. <laughs>
1: Out of all the people, it's made for you! <laughs> I am working! <laughs> <laughs> Sam Mitchell on NBA TV, a former professional athlete, had this to say about Oklahoma City's first-round pick. Let me tell
6: you how good the NBA is and shoe companies are. They selected Darius bailey the 23rd pick of the draft. Didn't play anywhere last year. As a matter of fact, when I was in Memphis, he was in our gym most days working out with Coach Mike Miller. This kid is 6'9", he's long, and he reminds you, when you watch him move like Paul George, a little bit bigger Paul George, he's very fluent with the basketball, lefty, very athletic, can get to the hole, slightly build, but quick, can do all the things modern the NBA players do. Can step out and shoot the three, can handle the ball, and with his size and length and those long arms, when he's switching on to guards and bigger guys, he can defend his yard, as we say. In the NBA, So when you talk about the NBA and they find you, and I tell kids this all the time, I don't care where you are hiding. If you dribble a basketball and can play, those scouts, the guy West, will find you in the <laughs> NBA. And this kid, think about it. He had a million-dollar shoe deal <laughs> and didn't play last year. He was a first-round pick and didn't play last year, didn't play anywhere. But the NBA looked back at this kid and saw what he was, the potential in high school, and then still drafted this kid in the first round. And I think they got to steal when you look at OKC. When you start adding with a guy at six nine alongside Paul George, Westbrook, and the other talent that they have, this kid has a chance to be something special because no one really knows about him. If you're not in the NBA circle or out there beating the bushes on the scouting trail, you forget this kid. But at his size, length, and athleticism, he has a chance to be a good player. And-
1: Sam Presti beating those bushes, getting those guys. <laughs> well that's I'm just saying that's what sam mitchell said so we'll talk more about him at the top of the hour but obviously there's somebody out there uh who really liked it in sam mitchell uh current oklahoma city thunder uh we know that paul george is recovering
2: correct yes both that's, shoulders he, he he does not have a third shoulder to operate on <laughs>
1: that's that's a plus that so we know of that yeah, is a plus andre Robertson. he is re- alive
4: recovering
1: He's living, chomping at the bit. I believe is that the what? what, what oh, was he the, is
4: itching. Itchy. He Thank you. that's not
1: good. That could be an infection. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so that that's what I'm, I'm being very honest here. Not playing a game right now. Is that all the injuries? I mean, what what do we think? Who who left had anything done with them uh, over the summer? That can remember. Russ had a little bit of a clean, clean out, right? Yeah, but he's, he's par- fine.
3: He's in Paris though. Yeah.
1: Okay, uh, he went to Paris. <laughs> Hamadou Diallo, uh,
3: he'll be fine for summer league. Okay, so, well, that's what he told us at his exit interview.
1: All right, so that is the uh, the the long and short of what's going on with that. Uh, we also learned uh, currently going on into the summer league, Terrence Ferguson uh, Brady will not be playing.
3: Yeah, um, Presty basically. I mean, I'm not going to quote him exactly, but. His answer basically alluded to he's a starter now, so Summer League is beneath him. And I'm like, is it though? (laughs) Like, look, he's going to no doubt work on his game in the offseason, but I feel like with what the Thunder need Terrence Ferguson to do this this coming year, they uh, they need to have him make a huge leap. So in order to do that, I feel like every opportunity of competitive basketball is nothing but good, and especially with what they did with him last year where they made him play point guard. To try and force feed him to improve his vision, his um, passing ability, his dribble ability. They try to
1: make him a playmaker.
3: They're just, yeah, trying to improve his playmaking ability. Um, I just don't know if this is the best decision, but I mean, again, what do I know? Maybe he'll work on that in other ways.
2: Yeah, I was going to say Steven Adams, when he became a starter, basically it was like, he's not going to summer league anymore. And then there were other ways that, you know, he continued to develop his game. So, you know, there's other tools there uh, that that he can use. I agree. You know, there's a lot of things that you want him to get better at, you know, putting the ball on the floor, making a shot when he gets near the basket where he shot like 17% at the rim last season. You know, there are some things that he needs to, improve but um you know i I think basically they sort of want to take that developmental time now and shift it to guys like hamadou diallo like darius basley like uh deontay burton for example
3: and that that's that's fair you know i didn't even think of it that way i'm just if i'm only thinking about terrence ferguson yeah i mean that's fair right
1: uh brady real quick uh do you have your summer league schedule in front of you
3: Uh, i can in about two shakes of a persian cats whiskers
1: yesterday uh everybody got their schedule their uh las vegas that's not a time to have fun we're going to concentrate on basketball Pfft, whatever by the way the two of you going out there last year john and brady you guys look like true detective season three
2: <laughs> like
1: the pictures that i got back from you guys yeah that's what it looked like
2: we but- uh we were on tv yeah,
1: yeah. No, well, yeah. I mean, not everyone's
2: suited for television.
1: Let's yeah. just let's chill out with that,
2: Yeah, I okay? mean, I think, I think uh, like they put a banner below John Hamm, Brady Transom, 107.7, <laughs> the <laughs> franchises, they zoomed in on us. I, that's how I envision it. We
3: waved at the people. We're like, yeah. hello, everyone.
1: Okay, so tell me, okay, and I found this interesting. You got uh, three NBA matchups and then an international matchup?
3: Yes, the Thunder will play, uh, I believe, Summer League begins July 5th. Um, so the Thunder play on the second day on the sixth against Utah. Um, That'll be at 2 o'clock Central Time on NBA TV. Then they play Philadelphia two days later on the 8th at 2 p.m. as well. That'll be on ESPNU. And then they play Croatia on July 9th at 2.30. So that'll be kind of interesting to see. Uh, It's always good to see, um, whether whether it's the Thunder or their summer league team, it's good to see them play against actual competition and not a bunch of other fringe or rookie players in the NBA. So this will be a good test for some young players. And then they rounded out with Portland on the 11th at 7 p.m.
1: So here comes revenge. Pure speculation. That's good. About time we get a, a chance to, to revenge ourselves against the old uh, Portland Trailblazers. Maybe uh, <laughs> in the Summer League game, if uh, Oklahoma City wins in the last second shot, they can wave by at them. <laughs> uh, pure speculation. Throw out some names that you kind of expect to see on this Summer League team.
2: Yeah, I mean, I rattled off a few of them already. Uh, I think you could also throw a Dante Grantham, who was on a two way contract with them last year. I believe it was a two two year two way contract. So uh, I would not be shocked to see him there as well. Uh, you know, we talked about their draft picks last year. Kevin Hervey, Devin Hall, both of those guys were on the blue by the end of the season. Yeah. Hall came over midway through. Um, so yeah, I expect to see those guys. Um, yeah, there's guys like I don't that are on the blue perpetually, like Steve Alford. Was that Steve Alford or? I was kidding, Bryce. Bryce, there you go. Yeah. See, that's on my brain. Well, Steve
1: Alford is on. That's a hell. Of, <laughs> Why not? That's a hell of a pickup. Why not? He was going so, to
2: Indiana, in 86. And then there's going to inevitably be guys that <clears throat> that they find is that they want to you know get a look at maybe for training camp. Oh, and also another one. Uh, they are rumored to that they're going to sign Lou Dort, uh, Oh, the to Arizona a State contract. kid, yes,
1: yes, who was the best available. I and mean, look, I know how this is going to come across but it really is that good he was the best available uh kid that didn't get drafted yeah, he
3: had 17 a game as a freshman i mean nice yeah. nice prospect for a g league team and
1: once again in in true thunder fashion defensive like defensive oriented kid right?
2: defensive oriented and problem shooting but i mean again you you use the word undrafted yeah so there's not a lot of undrafted kids that can shoot yeah i mean
1: and his last name is dort Dort, you gotta love that. That's, that's one of my favorite parts of it. Uh, Hamadou Diallo probably out. You no, think, I, no, you think
2: I think he's playing. I think he's playing. Hey, that's what he told
1: us. Is okay, it? so <clears> he <throat> will be in summer league. For all, I, and, and this is all. You're right. We're all just kind of throwing spaghetti at. The, I mean, yeah, at the I hope ball. so. Yeah, I hope so. So Hamadou Diallo, uh, Nader is way past that point at this right. point. Right,
2: uh, Burton, Burton. I would expect Burton's probably going to be there. Uh, wouldn't be shocked if they got to, like if they ran him like at the four spot. Yeah. at summer league because I think
1: in that what they're trying. mean, to interrupt you. But yeah. that's what they're trying to do with him on the big squad.
2: I think they are. I think that's what they kind of envision. I mean, they sort of envision him as a player. You know, if you want to throw a position at him, it'd probably be at the four spot. But I think they, you know, they sort of envision him of being sort of a, a PJ Tucker-like guy at that at, at that spot
3: deontay burton yes okay i'm sorry um yeah i i think i straight up asked deontay at his exit interview like what how how do the thunder view you and he said power forward and it makes sense i mean straight up ask you, i mean how Bill, the hell is well that i mean not, I, I i had to not your
1: podcast <laughs> i'm a straight up I mean, it, ask it wasn't that hard of a, it wasn't that
3: hard of a question i well, love uh, it The only reason why is because Billy Donovan was a little, like, he was never really wanting to be concrete about it during the season. But you could see, like, whenever Deontay would play, he would always play against teams that were guard-heavy, and it makes sense. He's, what, six foot three, six foot four, but he's got a pj tucker like frame mm-hmm. so power forward makes sense uh, especially in small ball nba for deontay burton
1: all right i want to talk about this and uh it's not going to go the way that you probably think it's going to talk about but i want to talk about russell westbrook russell westbrook is in paris uh like he has been for the last couple of years for fashion week right yep uh by the way he is not the uh thunder that has impressed me the most serge Ibaka. have you seen some of the stuff that he's been putting out there oh yeah he had that like Tatooine uh cloak thing yeah that was hot like fire. I, I, I mean, did
2: not that, see I'll that.
1: show you, I have it on my Twitter. I, I, walked through a sandstorm.
2: I, I did see Mello and whatever headgear he was wearing. Oh, does he? Does he still an NBA guy? Well, <laughs> he's uh, he was talking to Russ. Hey,
1: you, you know who's probably going to have room to sign him?
3: The Lakers.
2: <laughs> but he was hanging out
1: with Russ and, and doing stuff. Mello yeah, was okay. Yeah. Uh, fashion. Have you seen any of fashion week stuff, Madison?
4: Uh, yeah kind of I saw that picture of Mello and Russ sitting next to each other and I totally agree with the headgear as a WTF moment because <laughs> yeah. he had it looked like a police hat but it was on backwards and it was raised up like sitting on top of his head and I said what does that do like what does that do for you looked, so,
2: there's a there's a set designer at Star Wars going I want I, I want it back, <laughs> it back. He, looked like, he
3: looked like a French soldier in World War II with the tall yes, hat
4: exactly and honestly like I don't understand fashion that much I am legit sitting here in jean shorts and bands like i don't do i don't do fashion myself so i mean I, re- I really don't know too much about that it just looks really weird from my are look
1: you're the princess Leia of our damn fashion on the station you're our only hope i mean Knox you're
4: not wrong. I mean, you dressed so up like jane simmons
1: for halloween one year
4: i did i know fashion that's fashion right there so
1: and, and by the way it's saturday morning madison it's W T H.
4: oh yeah what the heck
1: yes yeah, so when we do our post game it's wtf but for the morning, with the kids. But it's
4: Saturday. Saturday gets crazy. Tomorrow's yeah, that's Sunday. when
1: kids eat their cereal and watch uh, and, and listen to us while they're watching cartoons. I very <laughs> so much
4: so apologize.
1: W T H. But anyway, so uh, Russell Westbrook's over there doing his fashionista stuff like he always does, right? There was a report yesterday that he did not, did not in Tulsa, Tulsa listeners, did not show up for his scheduled uh, thing with the Boys and Girls Club.
4: Aww.
1: His, uh, the leader of his, uh, whatever it is, the foundation mm-hmm. uh, would show up instead of Russ, but obviously the leader of the foundation is not Russell Westbrook.
2: That's like if I'm going to show up somewhere, but they send you instead. What a letdown. <laughs> yeah. I, I would, mean,
1: just. I'd be angry.
2: I'd be upset, too.
3: I'd still ask him contract and it's CBA <laughs> questions, though, just to watch him like,
2: I, 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 <laughs> like. Like when they recast Wesley Snipes in Major League. It's just <laughs> such a drop off. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well,
1: may Hayes. So. <laughs> This was, I saw this in a couple of reports, yep. and it was very, uh, oh, passive aggressive. Just, oh, you know, we're just reporting. He's not here. Look, if he gets to the Western Conference finals, you know, if, if, if they win a little bit more, no one reports this. This is one of those things that I would like to point out where the media is they're bad people. They're, this is a bad thing to get some clicks or what have you. He didn't show up. Every year he goes to Paris. We know that. You know that. Thunder fans know he's at Fashion Week this week. Did something get scheduled? Listen, I am halfway one-fourth of a nothing celebrity. I get double booked. (laughs) I get double booked. If you are Russell Westbrook, the face of a franchise, the face of a shoe company, uh, and just all kind of stuff, you're going to get double booked. I am telling you right now, and I don't know this for a fact, but that he will 100%, if not 150%, make it up to those Boys and Girls Club kids.
2: And I I agree with you.
1: Will not get the coverage that it got that he didn't show up. So shame on you, you (laughs) passive-aggressive, click-happy people that are trying to shed Russell Westbrook in that light. I say that one more thing to, to get on my pedestal to also tell you, yes, he treats the media like crap. If I went to ask him a question in a locker room, he's going to stare at me weird and give me a stupid answer.
2: He's going to stare. at He's actually going to look at you.
1: He if, wow. He with well, a couple of people. That's, who makes,
4: that's actually big. If you like looking in the eye. A Couple <laughs> of
1: people gets that. eye. Don't. Matt, then Maddie Lee from the Oklahoma. She gets eye contact. She gets
4: eye contact. Well, yeah, yeah. she's new here. So
1: I'm telling you, no, I don't like how he treats the media. No, I'm not his buddy. We're not hanging out. <laughs> but when something's wrong, I'm going to call it out. Russell Westbrook's going to do fine with the Boys and Girls Club up in Tulsa. You love them. Quit acting like that.
2: Yeah, no, I, I actually agree with you. Although I will say, uh, if you're a part of Russell Westbrook's team, use iCloud. Like It's a calendar that syncs <laughs> across
1: calendar, yeah. multiple
2: devices. You just put your entry in. My wife and I do this all the time. And, and like you say, Jerry, it never fails. I've put down that I'm going to happy hour. And that is when she schedules her happy hour. <laughs> and then we have to... You know, talk about how I'm not going oh. to my happy hour. Whoa
1: whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa! Do you do you put that you like peanut? Pini- did you put an ad out that you like peanut pini- coladas? And then you show up, and there's your wife there, that's, and they meet together. Right. Oh, this is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They make the best. Out- I don't know if you've heard the song. They make the best out of it, though. Yeah, exactly. It's, they go out by a dune. It's really weird. A what uh, grown adults? they buy a what yeah exactly 107 7, the franchise 107.9 in tulsa we're all happy and good having a good time don't worry we'll change that we'll talk about the draft pick again at the top of the hour and get into all that uh you're listening to the franchise thunder insider show 107.7 the franchise 107.9 in tulsa
0: KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media. Reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, the big story of the day. Brought to you by Big Red Kia on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa.
1: I'll be honest with you, this is uh, probably right around my favorite time of the year. Especially when it comes to basketball and NBA basketball. Right? The NBA Basketball Awards, by the way, are coming up.
2: Oh. (laughs) I'll be sure to set aside by evening (laughs) for that uh (laughs) that's the thing that stinks i could care less on who wins what award at this point you couldn't care less i could
1: let's make sure you word this correctly could not care less. i'm terrible at that i I know i just i cannot i committed a word
2: crime so speaking of weird al (laughs) oh
1: so good last night by the way uh you know your free by the way uh the uh franchise under insider show after dark well during the evening Uh, We will be doing the show during free agency next week. Oh, we will? We will not be. Did you not get the... Yeah, I hadn't got that memo. It's iCloud. Okay. Yes.
2: Way to go, Russ's people.
1: Yes. Next week, we will be doing a uh, five to seven show. Uh, Hey. You
2: mean, uh, now, is that Sunday evening?
1: That is Saturday. Uh, It's Sunday.
2: June 30th
3: is Sunday. You
2: damn people. Okay. You people and your calendars. All right. So,
1: me and the Hall of Famer Randy Heights, who is just sharp as a tack when it comes to scheduling.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at you. You're laughing with me. That's <laughs> but, okay. So, we're literally doing this on the air. Uh, so, here we go.
2: Yeah. So, Saturday evening is not. It is not. That is the 29th. Okay. On the 30th. Is when they're opening it up. Yes. So, yeah.
1: There will be a franchise <laughs> insider show on Sunday. <laughs> from
2: I just from five to seven. I just want to make sure the listeners know. You know, you know they, I'll be honest at this point, I'd like to know. Yeah. <laughs> they they've got their iCal, they've got their calendar out, they're trying to plug that in. Okay. I just want to make sure that they're straight because okay. yes, yes, free agency used to, Jerry. Oh, got gotcha. It used to start central time eleven oh one on June thirtieth. Yes. Now it's moved back. Several hours, still on June thirtieth. Okay, which is a Sunday this year. <laughs> okay,
1: and they're actually the the stuff is going to break on Sunday. Yes, that's so
2: weird. So, and, and it's going to happen like yeah. You know, does it start at six o'clock central? That's- I think it might be five o'clock Eastern. I need to double check on that, but they moved it back several hours. You're going to see, not only you're going to have us doing the radio coverage here locally, you're going to have national coverage. There is going to be stuff that breaks. We got to find out like who's going to sign the worst contract right out of free agency.
1: (laughs) Yes. And we'll talk about that. Okay. So that's coming up next week. Yeah. How fun that'll be when we finally figure that damn thing out. (laughs) (laughs) But what the hell are you doing? What is going on? (laughs) Don't don't ask me anything. (laughs)
3: I saw a funny tweet. I DM'd it to you, so.
1: Okay, Madison, you obviously. (laughs) I'm not going to repeat it on air. I can't. Uh, Don't repeat it. Okay.
4: (laughs) Don't don't read it out loud.
1: All right, there we go.
4: Uh,
3: Okay, so. Congratulations, Taco Fall on the Boston Celtics. That is, uh, yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> well, is
3: it Taco? Because Chisholm kept saying Taco. Well, he's it,
1: in Boston now.
3: That, okay, that's, <laughs> that, is, that is fair. But Chisholm was also like, it's actually Darius ba- Bosley or Basley, And I'm like, uh, okay, I don't, I don't know. We this went is, and
2: got the pronunciation. It's Basley.
1: Is this Mean Girls? What the hell are we doing here? Yeah, I'm, just, it, I'm just saying. Are you snitching on Chisholm? I, he, he threw yeah, me out of the okay. bus you yeah, will get used to it kid. <laughs> uh, Shout out to Chismar. okay so uh by the way uh french I, I, is this you brady that put out the uh you want to hear about the thunders draft pick and sam Presti wouldn't talk about tune in to the franchise thunder insider show right i mean yes I, it's a tweet that exists yeah i don't know who did it though uh madison this is what i was talking about earlier yes. lonnie forest says nah personally don't care Without a coaching change, this team uh, is somewhat cursed.
3: Is that the dude, the DeMon Parker uh, avatar?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Lonnie sounds mad. How? Just, no, it sounds sad. <laughs> just like
1: this wasn't like put out there like he's upset. This is just like, nah. <laughs>
3: nah. No, wait, is that DeMond Parker? It is,
1: yes, it is. Yeah.
3: So he's upset.
1: He's not upset. I think he's sad.
3: So he's sad about this. I think we need to console him. He's glorifying a player that won five games in his OU career.
1: Uh, You need to be easy when you say stuff like that, especially with my coworker who (laughs) just thinks the world of the guy.
2: (laughs)
3: i mean i loved mom parker too i would have loved him if he'd have stayed in 99 but that's a completely different story Uh, and conversation about a
2: butterfly flapping its wings yeah then quentin
1: griffin would have been a senior in 2003 yeah but he wouldn't have been a a sophomore in 2000 they wouldn't have won but listen damn it don't mess with the time (laughs) 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 you're doing it marty mcfly Uh. chill out okay do not mess with time, space, continuum.
2: Yeah. Be careful. Your own mom will hit on you.
1: <laughs> oh, yikes. I don't know. My mom was kind of a looker. Jerry. <laughs> Back in the 60s. What? <laughs> Enough. <laughs> Latina with the big be- beehive hairdo she was? Yeah. Boy, text syntax is killing. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right. We're all in a great mood. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about Darius Baisley. <laughs> okay. Right, here we go. Uh, Darius Basil, BZ, whatever his name, Pre- preparation H, all that good <laughs> stuff, right? Um, where did I want to go with this? This is uh, uh, this is a kid, uh, like you said, John. He, the whole intern stuff is overblown. Uh, he was a five star guy. He uh, pissed off Jim Boeheim that he did not go play at Syracuse. Uh, good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just
2: score one point for him already. If you've made that old that old Jim Beheim angry, good for you.
1: Is this the future of the NBA? I mean, we, we've we bashed, and I've bashed, I have bashed Sam Presti's pick and all this good stuff, but the truth is, is this the future? Look at the last couple of picks that he's made with Ferguson and with uh, Basley here. Kids that did not go to college and honestly didn't, you know, you look at the number one pick in Zion, I mean, basically, ESPN made tons of money off the kid uh, without giving him a cent. Mm-hmm. Both Ferguson and both uh, Basley went and got their money, got their bag. Took
2: matters in their own hands. Right. Because they couldn't go straight to the NBA.
1: And did what they needed to do. Obviously, they get drafted in the NBA in the first round. This is the
2: future of the NBA, right? Yeah, I we're headed that way. Which, by the way, uh, starting in 2022, we're, not officially, but they're kind of working towards this, where the one and one and done rule is going to be done. And so, yeah, you're going to see, you know, all of these all of these one-year guys just go straight to the NBA again. Uh, David Stern, you remember him, right, Jerry? He used to be the NBA commissioner.
1: Awesome mustache. He's yeah. mean.
2: Yeah, he had a beard at one point. But, yeah, like, he didn't want NBA scouts in high school gyms and, like, shut all that down because, you know, like, one or two high school kids – bombed out. Leon Smith didn't pan out, so we had to shut the whole thing down. But yeah, we're headed the other way now. Um, and so yeah, I mean I think you're we're going to go back, because you remember Jerry, it was a massive thing when Kwame Brown was the number one overall pick. Yes, it was. It was yeah. earth-shattering. It was earth-shattering when Kevin Garnett was the number five overall pick.
1: Well, who the hell would even think about picking Kobe Bryant? I mean, the Lakers didn't. That's right. At 13 because he was a mm-hmm. high school kid. So I, I think my thing with it is If you're mad, excuse me, if you're
3: mad that uh, Baisley didn't play college basketball, then you must thank the world of the competition of college basketball and what it does for the development of basketball players coming into the NBA. Because um, how many players have we seen, like even Kyrie Irving, he played at Duke for what, five minutes? Got hurt, unfortunately. That didn't. Oh, and it? Oh, he didn't have college competition. Who cares? He's got talent. Well, like John pointed out to me, Garland this year. Yeah. There's Garland. Kevin Durant was at Texas for three months, and then he got bounced in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Who cares? If the talent is there, the talent is there. Whether or not they play college basketball or not, international basketball, I don't care. Basketball is a sport that you can kind of get away with Maybe, I mean, and I'm just assuming here, you can kind of get away, if you have the talent, you can get away with just being coached and just working on your skill set. Once you get into the NBA, that's when you need to learn anyway about how to like get away with what you can get away with defensively, what you can get away with offensively. You learn all the tricks of the trade. And then you can utilize your skill sets, unless you're just a complete freak athlete like a Kevin Durant. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think it's that big of a deal if he had gone to Syracuse or not. He's talented. That wasn't going to change it for me.
2: Now, I mean, you've got to go get some college experience like Anthony Bennett. That, <laughs> um, that sets Former you for number six. one overall wow.
1: pick, Anthony Bennett. Okay. Uh, but, you know, uh, the guy, okay, the, the kid, though, I do want him playing basketball. And, and I'm sorry, and whatever criticism, whoever wants to
2: call me, or call me out. Was he sitting There's on his... Plenty of churches with basketball goals around. With Michael Cage, not hard to find. Did he? Did he go and, and hang out with Michael? He was shooting around with
1: Mike Miller. And first of all, I, I, I want to throw this out there:
2: like if, the Mike Miller, yes, the one that Perk sat on. That thunder, guy,
1: Thunder Killer, okay. Mike Miller. Uh but okay, if your kid is a high school, like he's really good, you're not going to pull him out of school for a year. He's going to go to the NBA. All right. Obviously, a lot of people thought a lot of this kid, giving him a millie, uh, setting him up with the c- contract. Oh, you just happened to run into Mike Miller uh to work out <laughs> with so there were a lot of people that were obviously looking at this kid as a, a real potential also we say hey it <clears throat> doesn't matter if you go to college you're not doing whatever this kid's 6'9 uh and and has some really good skills trey young had to go to college trey young who is 6'1 ish <laughs> He had, he's a little bit taller than i am and i'm 5'11 he <laughs> had to go to college that kid had to Guys like uh, Baisley here do not have to go to college.
2: No, I, I I hear what you're saying. There there are some kids that need that extra year against college competition. And and what did we talk about earlier? The thought process is if Baisley had gone to college and had been on you know uh, ESPN highlights for the past year, maybe he goes higher. But you know, to him, that was a million dollars that you know. Uh, he got that he would not have got otherwise. He took his future into his hands. Um, you know, we've seen. I, I mentioned Anthony Simons earlier last year with Portland. Uh, you know, we talked about you know, all the kids. Uh, what is it, Lamello Ball that's going over to play in Australia? Ball two, ball two. young Ball two. two. <laughs> I mean, look, father aside, like he's still like you know taking his future into his own hands and saying, "I'm not gonna bow down to the college corporate." You know, whatever. Um, Which I th-
1: find admirable at some point. Just don't be a jerk about
2: it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. If if these kids have said, you know what, I can go make money and not have to pretend like I'm paying attention in basket weaving 101, good for them.
3: Yeah, because then you can kind of get into this rabbit hole of a conversation about, well, what really is in it for the superstar athlete coming out of high school? Like the, the cream of the crop, five-star all McDonald's, all Americans to go to college to play for a coach who is not necessarily there to get everything out of you to help you go to the NBA. They're there to get everything out of you to help them and that that program. And of course, coaches are human beings; and they want to see their uh, their players succeed. And if they succeed in the NBA, it helps them down the road with recruiting. But still, at the end of the day, it's it's a it's college basketball is just it's something where. Everybody has their own agenda and it doesn't always necessarily align with each other. So yeah, it's like you're laughing. It's, it's a silly conversation. It's a rabbit hole. I understand. But, um, I think it's good just because if we start having this conversation, maybe college basketball can get fixed.
1: What, so they don't have kids anymore. Uh, 1077, the franchise, <laughs> 107, One zero seven nine in Tulsa. you're listening to the Franchise Thunder Insider Show. When we get back, uh, well, hell, we went through all the trouble of going and hanging out with Sam Presti at one o'clock in the morning. Let's hear about some of the things that he says uh, about the health, about Hamadou uh PG, all those guys. Not from our mouths, but from the mouth of himself. The mouth of himself. <laughs> <laughs> allow myself to introduce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sam Presti. You're listening to the Franchise under
0: Inside Show on 107.7 The
1: Franchise, 107.9 Tulsa
0: wake up with a franchise morning show on your radio and on cox channel 1334 weekdays 5:30 till 9 on 107.7 the franchise 107.7 the franchise
1: 107.9 in tulsa the sleek haired madison morris will guide us through this in just a minute but guys we're not robots we're not androids we're human beings we we breathe we love we live i that's my way of saying i want to tell you what happened last night i went to the Zoo Amphitheater and watched one of the greatest artists of our time uh do his craft
4: please do not call him that
1: one of the greatest
4: artists (laughs) of our time
1: there's mozart picasso
3: they're not alive
1: though no they're not but you can go to museums and see their work as one day you will go be able to go to the Weird Al can't really
3: see Mozart's work (laughs) more of an audible (laughs) sure you
2: can it's printed out there's drew
4: some
3: pictures
2: I
4: mean I don't read sheet music
1: (laughs) that was back in the day they didn't have the mp3s and the cds like you kids have they had sheet music
4: that's crazy right
1: yeah that's right they used to get papers and go oh it's a jam. Oh, that's in
3: that's in three four
1: time. Oh, they're funky. Listen to this banger.
5: So anyway,
1: uh, Weird Al Yankovic with my people. Listen, I I, I want to put this out there. If you were at Weird Al last night with me, like Andrew Gilman, who put on Twitter, Weird Al the Weird Al Yankovic crowd is exact looks exactly like you would think a Weird Al Yankovic crowd looks like. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it looked like heaven. Like-minded people like myself that didn't mind having a sense of humor, really clever, uh, just, a tad, just just intelligent enough to get by, <laughs> right? We were there in a communal state enjoying uh, one of our prophets, giving us what we wanted. And I just, there's a war acres, right? There's a Edmund, there's a, yeah. there's I, I thought we could just gather the that community that was there last night at the zoo Amphitheater, And if we could come together and sort of make our own society, we could change things and and change them for the better. <laughs> it's called Norman Oklahoma.
2: Oh God no. <laughs> did did he do Jurassic Park? He did. He did he really? Yes he did with the full orchestra, John. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's... See, it, it's a parody of MacArthur Park. But, which was a
1: Donna Summer hit back in like 1978. Yeah. Did well, so. he do um, Amish Paradise with yes, the Toulio wig. No, he did it as an Amish
4: dude. Did he do white and nerdy?
1: He with a uh, Segway. Yes, he did.
2: Yes. <clears throat> what about uh, it's all about the Pentiums?
1: He did not do all about the Pentiums.
2: That one was awesome.
1: That was awesome. He yeah. did a little like acoustic set of some of the another one rides the bus. Yeah. And and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. but Can but, he
4: like actually sing?
2: Yeah, he, he's he's pretty. Ta- he's very like talented. He's actually
4: a very talented person. One
2: of the greatest artists oh, okay. of our time. Okay, so he doesn't always do parodies. He does come up with his own like original really? songs. And there's one called "You Don't Love Me Anymore." Did it?
1: Acoustic? Did he really? Yes. Oh my, I'm I'm freaking see? out he's over giddy. here. See? I'm just telling you. I mean,
3: I'm not arguing with anything here.
1: That I am. that hack band that you go see Metallica.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Ten times
1: better okay. of a show. Oh gosh. Than yeah. That. And then also, like I, I know you're excited about this, the Guns N' Roses, who yes. I once called
3: The Guns N' Roses.
1: The greatest band of all time. I one time in my life I really thought that they were the
2: greatest band of all time. I don't want to go. Metallica what? slayed them in ninety two. Oh, hey, um, me right now. Madison, Weird Al had a parody one time of Living on the Edge by Aerosmith. No,
4: that's my favorite Aerosmith song. But it
2: was called Living in the Fridge.
4: Oh, God. <laughs> ah, see what he
1: did? He oh, awesome. no. Genius.
4: He's so clever. That's not funny.
1: <laughs> now you sound like my wife. <laughs> and now you sound like the wife of the dude that I went with. And you sound like the wife
3: of the other dude that I went with. Does Miss Mrs. Ramsey ever listen to the show?
2: Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Weird Al's also got, it's called Sports Song. <laughs> Just Google Google it up, YouTube it up, called Sports Song. The back Spotify. catalog
1: of Weird Al Yankovic. The it's guy, a sight to behold. Whenever he would do costume changes, because there's costume changes, of course yeah, there is. Of course. Uh, they would show on the big screen like all the pop cultural references of the last 45 years. Wow. That this guy, I mean, you're talking about just all over the stuff. And he, the guy's been around longer than a ton of the artists that he actually. What's the uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit pair? Is it just Smells
3: Like Nirvana? It smells
2: like Nirvana. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And did it.
1: Good. And, uh. did, and nailed it. Wow. See here. Did he
3: wear a long sleeve shirt and then a flannel yeah. or like a striped shirt yeah, over a striped it? Shirt, God,
1: yes. I bet
2: he was melting.
1: It's hot outside. He doesn't care. He's giving it to he, us. He's an yeah. artist, yeah. right? Yeah, he's an,
2: he's an, artist. an artist. I'm okay. so jealous. I spent I three hours last night fixing a toilet. That was <laughs> that was my evening. Why didn't oh, you God. podcast that? <laughs> oh, because <laughs> it would have been not safe for families to beep, listen beep, to. Beep
5: beep 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 beep.
2: <laughs> More like a podcast. I. <laughs> Let me tell you, I have. If you're listening. If you are an electrician or a plumber, I have the utmost respect for your professions because both of those careers can kill me. Electricity because, duh. Plumbing because I get so frustrated I might stroke out.
4: Did
2: your arm get stuck in it's there? It's still <laughs> dripping. Ah! Cannot get
1: it from stop dripping. Yeah. If you are a plumber and you want to help, it is a at John H.M. John, yeah, John M. Ham.
0: <laughs>
3: John Ham. One of my favorite memories as a kid was like when my dad would have to fix random things around the house, and you guys remember Christmas story when the dad would go downstairs and try to fix the heater, yes. and he would. It was he wasn't saying exact cuss words because it's a it's, yeah yeah, but my dad would just say cuss words, <laughs> just random stream of
1: cuss words. So much fun. One zero seven seven so of a franchise. One zero seven nine and tall. So I just wanted to share all that with you because we are not robots. We are human, you are human. we are not basketball automatons people uh now uh to a guy who is sam presti uh, <laughs> 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 let's uh let's have fun with uh let's have fun with audio uh madison tell us what you're gonna play and then you get to set it up so you get to tell us what you think about it because you were there play it and then we'll react
4: sweet okay so we're gonna kind of start with uh so this is pretty early on in the press conference. Uh, Sam Presti was actually asked what he was looking for going into the draft, which I thought was probably the closest uh, question he got to like tell us about your draft pick, even though we couldn't ask that. So uh, yeah, this is just him talking about what he was looking for heading into the draft.
0: So even though you were can't talk about things, was there anything particular that you
6: were looking for heading into the draft? Yeah.
5: So I think the way we've always approached the draft uh, is. We're always looking to <coughs> create value for the organization uh, and get the most value from the opportunities that we have to pick. Um, and you know, I think we've also shown like uh, at different points in time to try to take a long view and um, give yourself the most opportunity to have the most success. Um, but every one of these is different, and we try to just go off the board uh, and, and and take the next player that's there.
1: Anyone? Hmm. The board.
2: (laughs) Okay. Uh, So is this where I get to try to explain it to you so you'll try to understand it? It's like Garrett Morris in the old SNLs. What he's saying is... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that uh, a lot of times, like we just mentioned, I think OKC had a few guys that they were interested in, but when they came off the board, then they started looking at what guy has the most room to grow and what guy potentially would would have the most value not you know not just next season 3 years from now 4 years from now Uh
1: Brady I don't want you to comment right now I just want to keep it in your pocket I want you to keep it in your pocket he cannot talk about his draft pick All right Madison go next
4: Uh so next we can talk about so Presti this was probably uh I don't know, probably a little towards the middle of the press conference just because things kind of veered off a little bit. But he was actually asked about his thoughts on last season and uh, kind of I think he touches a little bit on the preseason or sorry about offseason um, and kind of what's going to go on this summer in this one.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, there's definitely things that we can we can do better if we address that at the same time. Um you know, I think you've got a, a tremendous opportunity in front of us we have a tremendous opportunity in front of us uh, as a team because of the continuity that we do have uh, when you look across the league right now um, I don't know what the percentages of the league that's that are free agents but it's a large percentage of them you know return, as I said earlier returning our you know our core players that're under contract um, and um, I feel like you know that group of guys has a chance to be really good. Um, <clears throat> if you're asking you know, now with the way the Western Conference looks or the league looks in general, I, I couldn't even um, venture a guess, you know, kind of how that stacks up because we're so far from from, you know, the, the offseason really ending, you know what I mean? So every team's going to do what they can to come back better. We're the same. Um, and as I said earlier, it's a it's a pretty methodical aspect and there's certain points in time and ways that you can get better and um, tonight was tonight was one part of that uh, and then there'll be several others going forward okay
2: so basically the keywords I took away there the core is under contract which I mean the core Russell Westbrook Paul George there's more than that right? There's yeah. Steven Adams.
3: He mentioned Dennis Schroeder at his exit interview Dennis as a Schreuder. member of that core.
2: Mentioned Dennis Schroeder. So, anyway, just interesting there. And then also, it's early in the offseason.
1: One of several. One of several steps in the offseason. Yeah. So, this is the end-all tell-all. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess,
3: of course, I have no doubt that the front office had th- their... Their ultimate goal, their first goal was if we can draft somebody right now or have find some type of trade to help the roster right now, we'll do it. If that doesn't happen, then we just fall back on our what we always do with, with drafting players, and that's drafting for sustained success, a guy that we like that could be good down the road and help us a lot. So I think that's why you explain, That's how you can explain the draft pick with the off season. I mean, he said it as well. I, th- I think either in that answer or in another answer, um, the hunt to find the mythical shooter that will help this team that starts right now.
2: Yeah, and you know I, I did see a lot of people coming up about how the Thunder didn't try to draft a shooter. Okay, well, how many were available? At twenty one or twenty three,
1: but Brandon Clark was available.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, there's that. Carson but, Edwards still the, on the board. Nasir Lil. Now let, let's go back to last NBA draft. How many shooters were available in the twenties? One. Landry Shamet. That's the only guy that came in that was had a reputation as a shooter that actually nailed a bunch of shots. So in other words. Yeah, that's what I said earlier. There wasn't 500 guys to pick from. Yes, Carson Edwards was still on the board. Guess what? They didn't have a need at that position. They have a need at the front court. They have a need on the wing uh, to add another shooter. And having said all that, not only do they need to add another guy, which I completely agree they can shoot the ball, they need Russ to take less of him. Yeah. Yep. yep. It
1: all hinges on Russ. He's the uh, face of the team. 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa when we get back. Why couldn't the Thunder drop to the second round, not guarantee a contract? And why couldn't Sam Presti talk about the new intern? We'll talk about all that when we get back. You're listening to the Franchise Thunder Insider Show on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa.
0: Make the switch. Oklahoma's new sound for sports. 107.7 The Franchise. 107.7.
4: You like that? Not really. Oh, The franchise. It was pretty good. Oklahoma City. 107.9
1: in Tulsa. T-Town, we need you. We need to do something a little more Tulsa-centric. John, do you know
4: anything about Tulsa?
2: (laughs) They have a place called The Gathering Place.
1: Yeah, I haven't been been
4: there. Oh, have you really? Yeah, I've been there.
1: Uh, Dennis Quaid and the Smithereens are going to be playing there.
4: Really? Dennis Quaid?
1: You heard what I said.
4: Wait, he plays like he performs?
1: Go to the Google machine immediately. Okay. And look up Dennis Quaid, and I don't know if they're the squid shooters. I don't know what they are. (laughs) And the... No, they're not the squid shooters. (laughs) And
4: the sharks?
1: Yes. Got it? What? I'm walking you through that. Uh, You will be putting the pot up that has the uh, computer. Uh, let If a stupid commercial plays, let it play. But then, yes, wow. let the Oklahoma City area listen to the jam. Okay. Of Dennis Quaid. Is it Dennis Quaid and the what? The Sharks? Uh,
4: Dennis Quaid and the Sharks?
1: They will be at the Tulsa Gathering Place, that new stage that they have, the first rock and roll show they have.
2: We need uh, Dennis Quaid and... Um I'm just blanked on who's his the, name. Who's the other guy? There's another. It's an actor turned musician. Oh my gosh! Feel the Dreams. Kevin Costner. That's his name. Kevin Costner. Is Kevin Costner
4: is a musician.
2: Yeah, he is. All right. So he's gaudy up.
1: Yeah. Well. All right. They're you, playing uh, I a mean... the Hawaiian
4: rolls commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting the Hawaiian world ro- uh, Oh. Roles. Oh, now we got. Um, oh, it's uh, Good Morning America. Yeah. Oh, this is the best one. Okay, I'm turning it on for you.
1: Right now. Any second. <laughs>
4: Wait. Oh, there it is. Look at this
3: face that I present. Listen to my voice in the present tense. I'll oh, give no. you a piece of my mind that I
0: was
4: thinking to you. I'll give you all of my heart that beats for you. Give me one chance, I'll make you
0: smile. Yeah. Give me an inch, I'll take a mile. Oh. Give me your time. I'll <laughs> take worth of the creatures in heaven and upon the earth.
5: Now, this is usually a chorus. The <laughs> so oh, so there I we know.
4: go. You're so See, when does y'all. Dennis Quaid start
2: singing?
3: Yeah, the,
4: I the afraid that was him the whole time. <laughs>
3: this is the danger of being surrounded primarily by yes men.
2: Wow. <laughs> I don't know about I, that. I don't oh. think... Uh,
1: I, he's in Field of Dreams, right? Dennis Quaid? No, yeah. no. He was capping any given Sunday. Field of Dreams is Kevin Costner.
3: Okay, I was I was about to say because I like any given Sunday, but it has really little to do with him because he's just a, one other actor that's in that movie. So it's not a it's not a Dennis uh, Quaid movie. Okay. Oh, Brady,
2: if it's a baseball movie, nine <laughs> out of ten chance it's Kevin <laughs> Costner.
3: Okay,
1: he was in InterSpace. <laughs>
3: is
2: the other yeah. <laughs> where Martin okay. Short is inside of him? What? what he was in uh, the the family trap? Okay. Who was, bear bear trap. was inside
1: what? of who? The
4: bear what? trap.
1: In Space. Martin Short is in a tiny capsule, and uh, Dennis Quaid is an astronaut, and they insert Martin Short into him.
3: Stop. That's right story. There, Did Martin Short say? Can I say this little? <laughs> no, nope, No,
4: don't say
2: it. So this reminds me, someone had had wondered in the Marvel universe. <laughs> Why didn't Ant Man shrink down to subatomic size and go up Thanos's? Okay,
0: I mean Anus.
4: <laughs> that's a good thought.
2: It was called the Thanos theory, and then just like,
4: you
2: know, I just Should take I just care keep of that problem. Pushing
4: the dump button, or like. <laughs>
3: I think Thanos would have wanted to press the dump button in that scenario. (laughs) The day after tomorrow with another Dennis Quaid terrible. So okay, the point of this was I don't think I've I like a Dennis Quaid movie. (laughs) I don't really like him. I don't really care for him as an actor. Okay, he makes money though, and he's famous. So something to talk about with Frequency.
2: Frequency was a good movie. I didn't see Frequency. I haven't seen yeah, that. it's got Jim. It's got he, Jesus in he it. He was in the uh, Wait, Jim Caviezel. Yes. Okay. James
3: he see? was in the Tombstone adjacent movie, right? Like yeah. Tombstone came out, and then another Wyatt Earp. Yeah that that movie was bad. Yeah, it was. I agree. I think yeah. that was Kevin Costner.
0: That was Kevin <laughs> Costner. <laughs> no, Quade
3: Qua- Qua- <laughs> was uh, Doc Holliday, wouldn't he? It's like let's 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 put side by side if it's a
0: baseball movie or a
3: western.
2: <laughs> Nine out of ten chance it's Kevin Costner. he in the movie
4: with Whitney Houston also? The bodyguard. The bodyguard.
2: Dennis Quaid, yeah. No, (laughs) Kevin Costner. Do you guys follow his
3: brother on Twitter? Oh, oh, boy.
2: Boy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Looks like Jerry.
3: He
2: does.
1: <laughs> Only slightly less crazy. Uh, all right, let's get to the brass taxes real quick. Brady Trantham, uh, you were in uh, the uh, war room there with Sam Presti, 1 o'clock in the morning. It's sweaty. It's nasty. Uh, just your other NBA geeks and freaks are with you.
3: Yeah, Madison was real sweaty. <laughs> Sam what? Presti
1: cannot. He Okay, he cannot talk about... A guy he traded for, unlike the guy in Denver who talked about Bull Bull. <laughs> unlike the guy in Denver who talked about Bull Bull.
4: Ah, oh, I see who you're wanting now. I was like, are you giving me a hand gesture? Okay, I'm sorry. Here we go. Uh,
3: it's a vulgar hand hard, gesture. But
5: we were uh, fortunate to add uh, another young piece, a guy that we um, thought pretty highly of. Think his uh, skill set, his uh, pedigree, and who he is as a guy will fit in well with the locker room. Um, so, start the night with no picks, and, and we love for a guy that we think has a real chance to be impactful down the
1: road. Okay, it's totally Bol That's totally Bol Bol. Totally who he's talking about? Don't worry though; he follows up with two more answers about Bobo that he's not supposed to talk about. So that's uh that's fine. We'll 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 do we'll that because yeah. you also have the story about the uh president, the not the vice president or not the president yeah. in Washington,
2: right? Uh, the the Wizards traded for uh, Admiral Schofield, uh, uh, yeah, from uh, from Tennessee. Um, and again, until trades are official, you can't talk about the things that are happening. And yeah, Tommy, uh, was it Tommy Shepard? Kept uh, you know, kept slipping up and and mentioning his name. It's so silly. It is so silly that we continue to do this, and it's because the NBA insists on having the draft before free agency, uh, which they kind of have to do because we have to have summer league in July, and everything just sort of runs together. But you know, I I remember years ago on draft night when Jermaine O'Neal was being traded from the Pacers to the Raptors, and selections were being made, and they went to talk to Larry Bird, who was running the Pacers at the time, and he said, oh, I know there's a lot of speculation out there, but... Yeah, it's happening. It's happening, and it's ridiculous that you have people that have to pretend like it's not. And you have to walk. You get the kid up on stage, put on the Lakers hat, even though he's going to get traded two more times before he winds up somewhere else. It just creates such an awkward situation.
1: Brady, my problem with this is why is Sam Presti the Hall Monitor?
2: Everybody else is doing it. Everybody else (laughs) is out there. It's
3: interesting because I don't know if it's a finable. Thing to mention a player's name in an exit interview that has never played for your organization is not currently playing for your like I meant to ask somebody about that like is Sam going to get fined for saying Wes Matthews twice is that tampering I yeah it, like it, I, I I don't know why it would be down, but, bro. but because I I don't know the, the NBA has such weird rules like I remember um uh Terry Stotts got asked uh two years ago when Trey Young was still at OU about Trey Young like isn't that cool like you played at OU like is it cool to see a a Sooner play so well on the national stage and he was like can't talk about him
2: <laughs> and
3: it was like oh okay
2: that's exactly we we can't apply common sense yeah in these situations if Doc Rivers goes and talks about what a great player Kawhi Leonard is oh it's tampering can't talk about another active NBA player he compared him to Michael compa- Jordan. Okay, that it seems like it, it, it seems
3: like it only applies to superstars who are coming into free agency because if you could ask an opposing coach about like, so what do you think about like defending Russell Westbrook, and then they can talk about it in a basketball sense, and that's fine. But
1: um, I thought Doc was got fined because it was such a stupid
3: comparison. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is always a line that can be crossed with these things. Like you can use common sense. Like when Magic Johnson goes on Jimmy Kimmel and is like, "Oh yeah, Paul George, haha," which never happened. Wait, what's John pointing at?
2: I'm, I'm pointing <laughs> at when free agency starts. ESPN,
1: for- just now, breaking news.
4: Ah. Free agency begins
1: Sunday, June 30th <laughs> Here you go,
2: Jerry.
1: at 6 Eastern, which tells you that the Franchise Under Insider Show will be Sunday, <laughs> June 30th at 6 Eastern.
2: <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, having said all that, no, it's it's absurd. And, and I mean, Brady, the, the one that still kind of cracks me up, the New York Knicks got fined for tampering. They got fined for tampering because Phil Jackson mentioned Derek Fisher as a possible head coach. Derek Fisher was retiring, was done with his playing career, and he mentioned Derek Fisher as a possibility as head coach, and the Knicks got slapped for tampering. So the application of the tampering rules is just absurd, and it just leads to – it's part of this conversation on – okay, we just finished the NBA draft, I can't tell you a thing about the kid we just drafted that we might draft potentially, maybe. Look,
3: look you can police front office officials approaching cur- like players that are contractually obligated to play for another team. You can police that, but just leave it at that. You're not going to stop players from talking to each other, from recruiting each other to play for another team. You're not going to stop coaches for being complimentary of players that they have coached in the past in some capacity or coach against. You know, it's it's competition. It's a league. They're all playing in the same company. Why can't you talk about somebody? It's so stupid.
2: There's a lot of touchy people in the league. Some closer to this station than others, but there's a lot of touchy <laughs> people Jeez, if, across if the league.
3: If, if they're that touchy, then stop putting 12 games on Christmas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is it 12 games?
3: Uh, it's like... 12 teams that play you know, so six That's games
1: six, okay i mean just math i mean it's hard sometimes. i would like, like
3: to uh, stay home for christmas
1: this year that'd be nice you can <laughs> <laughs> just put in your request duty calls jerry yeah tell me about duty speaking of duty uh <laughs> this pick that the oklahoma city thunder had uh let's get to the excitement and we'll recap it we've been talking about it they moved from 21 to 23 and then they go get the million-dollar intern, uh, Darius uh, Basley. Basley, but but not but not going to work here. Darius uh, the first, because <laughs> he's going to be in the G League. All hot takes. That's fine. Yeah, I, I, you, I, I, d- yeah that's get it. them
2: all off your chest. Okay,
1: I, but John, realistically, they're going to have to pay this guy a guaranteed contract because he's a first rounder. Sure. Okay. How the hell did they not get out of the first round? They had no no intentions of getting anybody in that little area, right? At best, he was 29 to the Spurs. How did they not get out of the first round?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I think there's enough chatter going around that yeah, you know, I think the, the Thunder were talking. I think they were looking to make a move, I think. And there was a lot of teams that were active out there, some making uh, nice moves. Then you had Phoenix doing whatever they were doing. I think Oklahoma City was active in trying to move the pick and package the pick and do some stuff. But, you know, you don't have to make a move just to make a move. And I think that's what a lot of fans wanted. I think a lot of fans would have just been happy to see any kind of a trade or a transaction happen but if it didn't make sense there's no point in doing it and that's when you fall back you know what plan c is better than plan d which is just making a trade to pacify some people
3: yeah i mean if like what john said if you want to question the pick that's fine um, but if you want to have a reactionary front office that just does things to do things, then root for the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> let's um, let's grab Cameron Johnson at eleven. Right. Good job, guys. Let's let's we did sell. It.
2: Let's actually sell T.J. Warren.
3: I cannot wait for the Devin Booker requ- uh, request to trade articles to just start <laughs> coming out of nowhere. It's 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 gonna be
1: beautiful. That's I have not had a chance to actually sit down next to you, uh, and the words T.J. Warren come out. So so what are we doing here? Are we just going to Costco and filling up on small forwards? Yes. <laughs> Phoenix.
3: Wait, who who will wander the desert longer, Devin Booker or Moses?
2: <laughs> that uh, look, you got to be nice because the Suns may be absorbing some of OKC's contract, so we got to be polite. Sorry, when we're talking about them. Sorry, Suns. But no, it's uh, when I saw that come through that okay, uh, the Pacers are acquiring T.J. Warren. I'm like, that's a nice that's a nice addition to their team. That gives them you know they don't have to depend on Bogdanovich coming back, and that's a guy they can play at the three four. Oh, and they're getting the 32nd pick. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's that's a good job by Kevin Pritchard and company, and the Phoenix Suns are getting cash for
3: twelve dollars. <laughs>
2: <What? Like, laughs> if, if first of all, like I, it, I, had someone point out to me the slavery overtones there, kind of okay, noticeable. Gotcha.
1: That's but, fine. That's why. That's why Silver doesn't yeah, want to call. Uh, them I wonder if a anymore. player,
3: a player of T.J. Warren's caliber, which he's he's a good player, he's a good player. he can get buckets um you've heard, heard a lot but he's good I mean he just got put onto a playoff caliber team especially if Victor Oladipo comes up back healthy he's going to be a guy that people will watch in the postseason. like the casual NBA fan go who's this guy yeah. um I, but I wonder a player of his caliber I got traded for cash yeah I'm about to drop 30 about every other night
2: yeah I mean it's it's uh I just don't know what is Phoenix doing what are they clearing the cap space for are, are they going to go out and make another short-sighted Tyson Chandler, free agent acquisition.
1: I mean, the the rumor is, uh, what's his name? D'Angelo uh, Russell. Yeah, D'Angelo
2: Russell. Yeah. Uh, in which I have bad news. What if he doesn't want to go? What if he goes to Boston? Look, Boston's another team that's also clearing cap space because their team is sort of imploding, uh, which I think they're going to be okay. The kids that took them to the conference finals are still there. So, but anyway, Boston is clearing up some cap room. Uh, maybe they get in on D'Angelo Russell to replace Kyrie Irving, and it's essentially a trade between the two teams. Maybe that's why Danny Age is trying to do it. Yep. Like, Dan, I'm going to win this trade. <laughs> Even if it's not a trade, I'm going to win. Good job, guys. We did it. Uh,
1: years, years of planning. I mean, and other stuff going on around the league. I mean, talking about Al Horford and the complete meltdown of the Boston Celtics. Uh, you say they're going to be okay. Was okay, so look, they're looking to get rid of Baines, correct? Is that
2: Uh, going to Phoenix? Ironically enough,
1: okay, so getting rid of Baines, uh, Horford, but okay, we kind of joked about this. He's leaving thirty million dollars on the table. He's
2: opting out of thirty million, and there's multiple people that have heard that he's got a four-year, hundred and twelve million dollar offer out there somewhere. There's
1: no way he could do that because that'd be called tampering. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, but you no, know, okay. You, per our prior conversation, Jerry, it's weird.
1: Uh, but okay, and then
2: Utah gets Mike Conley. Utah's getting Mike Conley, which
1: makes, by the way, I, I round I table real quick. Madison, jump in, and I'll let you go first. Here, Utah better than Oklahoma City right now, as constructed.
2: Um,
4: yes, in a sense, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Final answer, sense. yes. Brady? I don't think I need to elaborate anymore on that.
3: Brady, um, yeah, they were better than last year. They're better than the year before. Why not now? They, they got be- they got a better player.
2: Brady said what I was going to say. They were better than them last year, and they only got better now. So,
1: okay.
3: and they started terribly
2: last year. Yes, right because you. they were on the road every single night for two months. So,
1: okay, so there you go. Your Utah Jazz right now constructed fantastic. Uh, in doing that, they dump a couple of guys and get rid of them to Memphis. Crowder and Corver still Memphis Grizzlies today. In a couple of weeks. Where's Crowder? Where's Corver? Uh,
2: Good question. So Corver can be released and, and owed about half of his $7 million. I'm sorry, you're supposed to say Oklahoma City. Lakers. Okay, is that what I'm supposed to do? Lakers. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I think uh, you know there, there might be a beeline out there to Los Angeles. Everyone is finding the connections to get LeBron some help out there. Crowder, yeah, I mean, does he make sense in Memphis? Maybe uh, with some of the young kids, but they can also probably cash him in for some value. How about a Patrick Patterson? I don't know. How I'm, I'm joking.
3: Dare y'all forget about Grayson Allen? <laughs> yeah, I
0: was about to say uh, then, you guys can not even g- say anything. Hey, this will about be known Grayson as Allen.
2: the Grayson Allen trade. You just tripped me up. I forgot about <laughs> it. He <laughs> said that because he tripped people. <laughs> uh, uh, there you go.
1: That was where's uh, Kyle Korver? You keep on whispering. Is he? There's no damn way he's going Wait, to the Lakers. Before the Mike Conley trade
3: went down, um, and this shows you how much I know about other teams' salary cap financial situations i thought that okay are they going to make this work with like a three-team trade which would send corver to the lakers already because he's an expiring contract um it it just off of a glance i was like could that work uh but yeah i I feel like corver's played with lebron like four seasons complete or total um played against lebron a lot in the eastern conference so I, i think the um it's pretty easy to make that connection.
2: I mean, look, if uh, if he gets $3 bucks or so from Memphis and gets released and then gets the veteran minimum in L.A., uh, he's close to making up that cash. Yeah, because
3: he's, he's done after this year, probably. Like he's Maybe. All he really does is stand in the corner.
1: 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Final thoughts on how you feel about the Oklahoma State Thunder right now. Uh, I'm going to go last. <laughs> It's my mm-hmm. show. Uh, <laughs> you don't have an opinion. You're just going to wait and pick and choose from our opinions. <laughs> Madison, we're, what's your temperature check on the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder right now?
4: Yeah, right now I'm not completely disheartened yet. I think a lot of people are a little pissed about it. Oh, I hope I'm allowed to say that. I'm sorry. Now you did. Uh, well, I did. So I think a lot of people are a little upset about it. Um, right now I don't exactly have like a lingering frustration with the entire pig just because I mean, I don't, I don't know. I said this about a hundred times. I just need to see the kid play first. But um, yeah, I don't know. Right now, I think Oklahoma City has a lot of loose ends to tie up. I think they're gonna have to have a super successful summer. I think a lot's gonna happen in the next couple of months that we just don't even know about yet. So uh, I'm not t- like totally turned off by it.
1: Brady,
3: uh, yeah, I mean Madison's right. Uh, to think that the Thunder were going to make all their big fixes on draft night was a little wait a little too optimistic and I get it fans are going to be optimistic and always think that okay all this stuff's going on why can't an aggressive GM like Sam Presti get in on the fun so I get that it's not fun and it may end up being a relatively quiet offseason but rest assured I think this front office has earned the benefit of the doubt to just wait and see until the finished product like basically just wait until the trade deadline if they don't do anything by then You better hope Paul George stays healthy the entire year, and he's the guy running the show, and not Russell Westbrook when it matters most.
2: It's your job. That's my uh, turn. It's your turn, John. Okay, so I I guess I'm a little more uh, bullish than some people. I had this discussion yesterday with Todd and Rufus, uh, you know, talking about. Don't forget this Thunder team at one point, 18 games over 500, uh, and that was before Paul shoulder uh, Paul's shoulder popped out. Um, So you know that is again not. a a complete excuse for the the season ending the way that it did, but it's a part of an explanation. Um, You got Russ, you got Paul. There's some, still some growth within that team. You talk about Jeremy Grant, I think still has room to grow. I think Steven Adams still has room to grow. Terrence Ferguson, Deontay Burton, Hamadou Diallo. There's still some, some growth within the team to come back next season. They're still talking about Andre Robertson in terms of being healthy and on this Thunder team. Yeah. We'll see. They still have some stuff to. They still have some moves to make. They still need to make some some trimmings. They need to. They need to go and touch up the corners a little bit there uh, on on the paint job. But um, you know, this Thunder squad showed it can be really good. The question is, can they get that back for an entire season?
3: It's going to be interesting to see um, as we get closer to the free agency, and then into the season. If Adrian Wojnarowski's report that the Thunder and win now mode, if that's still carrying over after draft night. Let's see, like, cause they do have a lot of young assets that John kind of alluded to that some front offices might fall in love with. Uh, let's see if the thunder want to hold on to them or if they're like, no, we're in win now
1: mode. Uh, and I just want to say that I love the fact that I get to sit around with think tanks all the time, like Madison Brady and John, and I don't have to think for myself. Uh, so <laughs> listen next week. Um, it's still kind of, kind of fluid. I don't know if we're going to have a Saturday show cause we're going to have the Sunday show starting at five on Sunday. So we'll get into that as we go along. If some Breaking Thunder news happens, of course, we will be here to hug you and stroke your head and tell you it's going to be okay as a Thunder fan. Uh, But be honest with you, this is the best damn uh, Thunder conglomerate that you can get on air in Oklahoma City. You're welcome. This has been the Thunder, the franchise Thunder Insider Show, the producer show. Next.